Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron, Biblical Archaeology. Today, we're so glad you're with us. We're going to be looking at Ebla today, the famous Ebla tablets. Kind of lengthy for us. Now, lengthy for us is 10 minutes or something like that. So we'll try to give you quick bites. But let's take a look. Pages 1765-1766 of the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I think we'll even be going into 1767 as well. And so let's get started. It said, Ebla, known today as Tel Mardik, is a large mound of 140 acres, 50 feet high, which lies about 35 miles south of Aleppo, home of the famous Aleppo Codex in northern Syria. Since 1964, an Italian expedition under the direction of Drs. Paolo Mathai and Giovanni Patinanito and the University of Rome has carried out annual excavations there. They are assisted by Mrs. Gabriella Mathai and an efficient archaeological team. Their method of excavation has been to sink shafts 4 by 4 meters square with 1 meter box smoothly excavated sides, the same method as that used by Miss Kathleen Kenyon at Jericho in Jerusalem. For each square, there was a pack man, a shovel man, and a wheelbarrow man. As general overseers there were a field man, turning the page there, the architect and a director. During the first decade, they carried out soundings in various parts of the mound and uncovered two small temples of the chapel type, likely, exactly like the most famous temples of Shechem, Megiddo, and Hazor. The city gates were in the same tradition as those of Solomon at Gezer and Megiddo. All of these date between 2,000 and 1,600 years before Christ to the periods called the Middle Bronze, First and Second. And in 1968, it became possible to identify the ruins of Tel Mardik with ancient Ebla. In 1973, work was begun in an early bronze occupational level, which dated between 2400 and 2250 BC. Here in 1974 was found a palace that is of considerable importance, since it dates from the time of Sargon of Akkad not the blogger philosopher, but the real one in history. There was a large courtyard with a portion which burned wooden columns, as well as two small rooms and a tower room at the entrance of the courtyard. In the tower room were found 42 tablets that were copied and studied slowly and calmly. During the following year, excavators worked in the two small rooms at the entrance of the courtyard and were fortunate to find 14 to 15,000 more inscribed tablets and fragments of tablets. In these first rooms, they were somewhat in disarray, but in the second room were great quantities of tablets which had been regularly arranged on shelves. That's fascinating. Mrs. Mathai says, It's an astonishing sight. I could not believe we had discovered such an immense, beautiful, important treasure. Even my f husband, who rarely loses his Sangfreud, found it an emotional experience. He suddenly felt like an archaeologist of the last century must have, like Botts discovering the archives of Ashurbanipal or Hilbrecht, the tablets of Nippur. 
In a nearby room, the excavators found another thousand tablets, along with writing implements. So this is the famous Ebla tablets in all of their many thousands, all of their beauty. In yet another room, they found 800 more tablets, along with beautifully carved wooden figures, seal impressions, and plaques of wood, gold, and lapis lazuli. One sheet of gold was found. The text of one of the tablets stated that Ebla, in the time of the kings of Akkad, had a population, now get this, of 260,000, and that it was divided into two sections, the Acropolis, which is like a flat top hill kind of thing, the polis, and the lower city. The major portion of the tablets discovered and deciphered is written in Sumerian script and language and date from the middle of the 3rd millennium B.C., 2400 to 1600 B.C. So this is going to throw just so much light on the ancient Near East. Several hundred tablets are written in the Canaanite language, although the script in Sumerian Giovanni Petinato, the expedition's epigrapher, says the Canaanite language spoken at Ebla is closer in vocabulary and grammar to biblical Hebrew than is any other Canaanite daylight, dialect, excuse me, including Ugaritic. The texts contain Canaanite versions of the story of creation and of the flood and of a Canaanite code of law. In correspondence between the kings of Ebla and those of other countries, many well-known cities of the Middle East are mentioned, such as, listen to this, Haran, Ur, Damascus, Hazor, Lachish, Megiddo, Gaza, Joppa, and Salim, that's Jerusalem, and also Sodom and Gomorrah are mentioned as being part of the five cities of the plain, secular attestation to their existence. Professor David Friedman observes that this record precedes the great catastrophe which many scholars, especially the more recent vintage, have regarded as entirely fictional. No more. There's a picture here of a typical clay tablet found in the Royal Library of Ebla. I, you know, I can just imagine it, uh, everything just organized on shelves. You know, that's just so amazing. 260,000 person city. Ebla is only partially excavated, yet part of the royal palace, two temples, a fortress, three city gates, and tablets which exceed 17,000 in number have already been exposed. I think you can get maybe translations of these in a book. These tablets are part, and probably online, these tablets are part of the official records of a great empire which all memory had been lost in the historical tradition of the Near East. Ebla was a major trade, cultural, political, and religious center which controlled commercial routes in Mesopotamia to the east and Palestine to the south. It became so powerful and it conquered so much territory that from 2000 to 1800 BC, that's the approximate time of Abraham and Isaac, it controlled all of northern Syria and much of Mesopotamia. Ebla was the capital of a great empire for 200 years, the lifetime of the average empire. Around 1800, Ebla became a vassal state, being only one of the cities of the great kingdom of Aleppo, spoken of in the Mari letters as Yamad. Yamhad. Let me see if I'm pronouncing that right. 
Let's see. Even though I'm using a large print, I have to bring it in focus sometimes. Mari letters as Yamhad. Around 1600 BC, Naram Sin, king of Akkad, defeated the forces of Ebla in battle, destroyed the city. From this disaster, the city of Ebla never recovered, has remained buried under its own debris till the pick and hoe of modern excavators begin to resurrect it. So 1600 BC, approximately the time of uh, relatively severe persecution is coming on the Israelites while they are in Egypt. So, so much confirmation. Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the cities mentioned so much in the Ebla tablets. And again, it had been lost to antiquity until discovered. So thank you so much for listening. Join us again tomorrow. Please listen to our playlist. Invite your friends and family. Subscribe. Uh, make you a little journal of things you learn every day. Just one, two, three sentences. You'll have a power-packed apologetics library if you'll do that. You can also visit us at New Life of Albany, Georgia, where I'm privileged to pastor at uh, Facebook and YouTube or newlifeofalbany.com. God bless you. Hope to see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.